is going on everybody this is party card sports i'm back again with my boy nate what's going on everybody your boys are back at it again not only is it the boys but we also have the old man himself he gives 50 shades of gray a whole new definition when talking about his beard it's my old man pops glad to have you here pops good to be here you excited we're excited we're excited we're excited it's party card sports time and i know we talk a lot about football but we do realize that we are party card sports. So we're going to start a little differently talking about basketball. It's the best time for basketball. It's March Madness. It's March Madness, baby. Let's go. It's basketball best time season. of the year. Best. Well, mine. I mean, it, it's definitely up there. There's Christmas. There's March Madness. And then there's the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. So it's like it's like right up in there. One, like two, three. That. I like that. It's a good one, two, three. I don't know. You know I'm a, and I'm they're a, interchangeable, too. I'm a big know? fan of like, because the, there's Christmas, all the bowl games. Everything like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then then the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. So, as always, let's kind of recap a little bit of what we watched over the weekend. You know, we watched the Seattle Sea Dragons go off against Vegas, and no one told me that it was a 100% chance of rain in Vegas. Rain in Danucci dots. Danucci bombs. Danucci bombs all over Vegas. Coming back late in the fourth quarter, putting the Seattle Sea Dragons on his back. Taking it home. Uh, okay, I, I love Danucci like the next guy, but let's let's give it where credit is due. Josh Gordon had to catch all them passes. Hey, Danucci had to throw dots. He put it through some tight windows late. Okay, I'm giving my boy Danucci. You as a former cow or as a current Cowboy fan, former Cowboy quarterback, why are you not giving Danucci hey, hey, his hey, his, gonna, his dues? I'm gonna give Danucci all of his dues, but let, let's ask your pops. I'm I'm hearing Danucci's. The Mahomes of the XFL. What do you think about that? <laughs> well, I'm not real sure about that. But <laughs> you said Josh Gordon. Now, who brought up Josh Gordon's new and found talents? The Chiefs. Oh, okay. wow. Okay. okay. All right. I'm just saying. Okay. He's on the road back. Josh Gordon's that. got skill. There's a reason why Sk- he's in the XFL. Skill at smoking. That's a different skill. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different skill. Other than that, you got anything to add from the weekend, Pops, Cody? Uh, just KU, basketball. Just basketball, KU's yeah. Big yep. 12 regular Great season basketball. champs. Yeah, well, that I think that's almost given when we talk about KU basketball. Although the Big 12 basketball was extremely good, extremely competitive this year. Amazing basketball all year round. For sure. Other than that, I mean, there were some NBA games, but nothing too big to get into. Of course, you guys aren't big NBA fans. You would be correct. <laughs> Other than that, uh, the Danucci, Danucci XFL thoughts. game was great. Other than that, I don't think there was much of a big splash last weekend. Did you make any money this weekend on those oh, games? Oh, I made a ton of money on Danucci. I, I probably made like 100 bucks on XFL last week. You and me have a different meaning of the word a ton. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's March. We got all the small tournaments going on right now. As we're recording this, we got the TVs on. We have... The second semifinal game of the Big 12 going on with Texas versus TCU, correct? Correct. KU just got done with their game, taking down Iowa State by, what, 12 points? 12 points. 12 points. Uh, Other than that game in the Big 12 tournament, every game's been close. The biggest margin of victory was 13 points by uh, KU, I believe. KU, uh, uh, Iowa State was 13 and... Uh, TCU K State was thirteen. Was also thirteen. Yeah, mm-hmm. you are correct. Yep, I see that. So, I mean, I think we can all agree that 
TCU beating Kansas State was a little bit of an upset. I, I really thought Kansas State was gonna, just going to handle that game a lot better. But but here's the thing. TCU has – there's two times of TCU. TCU that doesn't show up at all, and they get blown out by 20. Or there's a TCU that can't miss a single shot, and then they destroy every team. Throughout the year, TCU has not been a three-point shooting team. And last night they were amazing in three-point range. They shot a little over 50% from three-point. And they lit it up. They had two guys – uh, O'Bannon and Mills. They, they just couldn't miss. Yeah. Uh, just fantastic. Game before we get too deep into to basketball, we have to give credit where credit's due. In K-State's first-year head coach, Jerome Tang, absolutely turning the ship around in one year. Last year, Kansas State goes 14-17, and 17, absolutely atrocious. You know, not even a 500 ball club. This year... New head coach brings in a whole bunch of players from the portal, maybe because just because of him. What do you guys think? I think he definitely brought in some new talent because of his connections after being in Texas with Baylor. With Baylor, yeah, he was yeah. he was an assistant head coach and assistant overall coach two years at Baylor, and before that he was at some D two school, I believe. I'm not one hundred percent sure. For sure, that. great, great recruiting skills. I mean. Just to get that many starters from the portal that are all good talent, just an excellent job by him. Yeah. To go 14 and 17 and then turn around the very next year, go 23 and 9, uh, pretty dang good. So and, and have some big, big wins in the Big 12. Yeah. I mean, they beat they beat KU. Their first meeting against KU, they beat them. That's a huge win. I think I'm pretty sure they beat Texas this year, too. I'm not one time. Sure. That, yeah. well, in fact, I that mean, was the highest scoring game of the year. Yeah. Uh, 116 to 103. Oh Jesus! It was an amazing game. Those are those are quality marks next to any coach's name. You know, I, I think almost any win of the Big 12 is is a big win. The Big 12 was just that good at basketball. Well, this year, I mean, that's how they're getting rated so well. Absolutely. Because of the quality the teams bring, uh, all the all those critics are are real high on the Big 12. And it sucks that we're not going to put in all 10 teams to to the big dance. <laughs> the funny thing with that is. Our number 10 team beat the top team in the SEC by 25 points, 26 points. Beat them like a Cherokee drum. (laughs) Just put some D's and some A's. Beat them 93 to 69. A OU team that finished 15 and 17 beats the top SEC team in Alabama that ended 26 and 5, 93 to 69. I love it. You know what? I take pride in not being extremely biased, but when it comes to college sports, whether it's basketball or football, baseball, I don't care. Big 12 Nation, fuck the SEC. There we go. I hate the SEC. Any any big win against an SEC team is a win for me. Gotta love it. So, obviously, everyone's just heard that we're all Big 12 Nation. So, we rock the Big 12. How many teams do you think the Big 12 is going to put into the big dance? And, uh, and who do you think get, gets in? And I'm talking just the big dance, not the NIT. Seven. Seven teams. You, th- think. you think they get seven? Yeah. Okay. I think seven deserve it. According to last night, Oklahoma State lost their game. But even with that loss, they were saying that Oklahoma State would be the last Big 12 team in with the final four, with the last four out. And that would put us at nine teams in. Nine? 
So you got all but Oklahoma, basically. All but Oklahoma. All but Oklahoma. So I, I've got the, I've got the Big Twelve only putting six teams in, to the Big Dance. I got KU, K State, obviously, Texas, another one, TCU, Baylor, and then Iowa State sneaking in there. Mm-hmm. I see Oklahoma State and West Virginia being part of that last four out or the first four out, and then getting into the NIT. I just, I don't see how they would put more. Than six, I could maybe see Oklahoma State or West Virginia sneaking in there as the seventh team, but I, I really don't see them putting more than for sure. I don't see them putting more than seven. I just I, I just don't see it. I personally think Oklahoma State will make it in, but I feel like if if West Virginia or Oklahoma State would have won those games, it would have given them more uh, reason to make it into the big dance. I think other than that. Well, that would have gave them another quality yeah, win. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, they raised exactly. the Big 12 so high. But if they would that. have scored that, that was would have both been quality wins, and that would have pushed them definitely over. I, sure. I think so. I, for I sure. think I think for a team in the Big 12 that was lower than Oklahoma State or West Virginia to make it to the dance, they would have to win the Big 12 championship yeah. to, to get the automatic bid. I keep on looking up at the screen. It's a great great game going on great right now. Great game going on. God, this is going to be hard to concentrate. <laughs> <laughs> so other than that, you know, I think we pretty much all know the number one seeds. KU, 99% is going to get the number one out of number one. Two is Texas. Well, no, I'm talking about right. the, the number one overall oh, in yeah, the big dance. Yeah. So we got we got KU being the number one overall. The second probably going to be Houston or Alabama. That's so stupid. What's I, so stupid? Okay, so Alabama, we just talked about, got trashed by Oklahoma. Yeah, they did. Houston, Love it. we were just talking about this earlier because we watched the KU game before we started. Houston literally has no quality wins at all. In fact, I'm pretty sure who did I who did yeah, I say? they got rocked by Alabama. They got rocked by Alabama. <laughs> so it makes no sense why these two they, they're man, I think it should be you just take the four best teams in the Big Twelve, you put Damn. a one number one here, number one there, number one there, number one there, and bam, you got your top four. I, I think you still have to give Alabama some credit. <laughs> Not all the credit. At least give them, you know, the, the fourth one seed. Okay. But you, you, could, you, know, you could argue that. You know, you definitely, when you lose to the lowest ranked Big 12 team, granted, the Big 12 is really good at basketball, but you lost badly. And, I mean, Alabama was 15 0 at home, 15 0 at home, but all their, all their losses, all, what do I have here? All five of their losses on the road. And one of them was really bad to Oklahoma. Where do you think you're, you're playing all these games at a neutral site? Essentially on the road. I don't think Alabama makes it out of that they they might make it to the 16. Hey, that's that's one of those that's one of those teams that you should be watching on uh the 16, 16 versus 1. You should be watching that cuz Alabama be, has a chance to lose. It'll de- be interesting. To depending see who, who they get ma- yes. de- depending who they match up. God, I'm going to take that 16 seed. Let's <laughs> that let's be, go. That'd be a worthy bet. Yeah. Would be. So, that kind of leads into to a next question of mine regarding the big dance. Are we going to see a 16 seed upset a one seed again? There's a chance. There's a huge chance. We just talked about it for sure. So do you think Alabama or Houston has a better chance of being upset? Well, considering the fact that I just said Alabama rocks Houston, and Houston, in my mind, doesn't have much quality wins, and they're in the ACC, which doesn't stack up very well when you look at other conferences, I think maybe Houston could lose too but they'd play really fast so we're, we're, we're seeing potentially two 
Two upsets? Absolutely two sixteen seeds? No, exactly. There's not a chance in two upsets. Put it on your brackets. Let's go. There's no chance in two upsets. I don't think Houston will. And the reason is is because they've been playing teams like that. Yeah. That's they just run the court. Yeah. yeah. You're playing you're playing to the level of your competition. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what they've been doing, and they're good at doing that. So I don't see them doing, you know, losing to a sixteen seed. Until we see who they're paired up against, you know, we might change our mind in the next podcast to go to that one. But Alabama, pride cometh before the fall. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I think you. I think we would stand more likely, and statistics show this that we see another fifteen defeated two. I I think we we may or may not see a sixteen seed. I think. The chances are okay for a 15 seed, but I do definitely this year see a 14 seed beating a three seed. 100%. I don't think... Calling it right now. A 14 seed beats a number three seed in the first round. I don't know who it's going to be because the brackets aren't out, but mark my words right now. Jot them down. A 14 seed gets out of the first round. Gets out of the 64. I mean, uh, if you look at... Other than, obviously, there's some bias with this statement. Other than Big 12 teams, if you look in the top 25... All those teams have been beat by teams that don't necessarily stack up to them, and they're in, there's inconsistencies in all those teams. So I don't know necessarily if there. This might be a huge upset year in the bracket all over the place. Yeah, I don't think anyone gets a perfect bracket this year, like almost every year. <laughs> but uh, let's let's go on to this. Let let's go staying on March Madness. So, who are you putting in your final four? Um, Just, we don't have the brackets out. If you had to pick right now, who's in your final four? Uh, KU, Kansas State, Texas, <laughs> Baylor. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Uh, I, would, I would definitely go with KU as a finalist. I mean, they're, they, even in their losses... They just have a way of, of pulling their composure together in the last parts of a ball game and, and, and at least giving the other team a real scare, even in their losses. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, their losses aren't bad losses. No. I think they had one that was like, well, really? You know, they got pretty good at home that one game. I think. But uh, but as a, as a whole, they... they Manage to keep their composure and pull the game together. They have a really good game plan. They do very well. I will. I, th- I think Baylor is going to surprise us. And Miami is going to surprise us. I've heard really good things about Miami. I think without looking at a bracket, obviously, I'm going to put KU and any other Big 12 team in the Final Four. And then I'm going to put... Although they had a mediocre season for their standards, I'm gonna put Kentucky in there, just because it's Kentucky. They just they always find a way to get hot late, especially in the dance. And then after that, just throw in any other team because it doesn't matter. KU's taking it down this year. I think they've I- been playing way too good a ball not to take it down. If they don't win the ship. 
the whole season was worth absolutely oh, yeah. nothing. No, uh, I, I, Duke actually. I don't. I don't Duke's know where they, I don't know where they're gonna be ranked. But at the beginning of the season, kind of slow, very slow start. But at the end of the season, so far, I think they've been playing really well, and they actually just had an upset win against Miami, the team that you just talked about. Yeah. So Duke could be a team that might be able to make it pretty far in the, in the Duke bracket is too. also always a team that turns it on in the dance. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now to go against what you said a while ago <laughs> about well, who's, well, who's SEC. <laughs> Tennessee's another. Yeah, Tennessee's another a good ball program. I, I, they they had some really good wins this year and flew some. They, here's the thing. They had a, one of their main guys go down with a blowed knee like about three weeks ago. And, I mean, he carried a lot of the team. And they've been trying to readjust to find out who could carry that load. And I think they've done that here through their tournament. So I was watching a couple of their games, and it'll be interesting. March Madness, the big dance, even the NIT. It's, it's always interesting. It's always fun to watch. Even when your team loses, you still go in the next day and watch who's going to win because it's March Madness. You just don't know what's going to happen, who's going to win, and that's why we play the game. That's why we watch. That's the great thing watch. about college basketball is that it's not the NBA. You don't get seven games to figure out who's the best team. You get one game to show who's better that day. It could be the 16th seed. It could be the one seed, like everyone thinks it's going to be. But you still have to show up. You still have to play 40 minutes. And you still have to put up points. You got to get boards. You got to be physical. You have to play the game. You have to play the game to win. Just remember, like, it probably is a decade ago now, but when Steph Curry led Richmond really deep into the tournament. Oh, yeah. Just by putting up three balls. Even that final four run by Wichita State. How long ago was that? Maybe like five, six years ago now. Maybe a little longer. Uh, Any team from any conference can make a huge run in the tournament, and Cinderella stories are real. And that's what we tune in for, so all those Cinderella stories. Everybody knows, like, we're big KU fans, of course, but everybody knows those teams can go win a national championship. But the fun in the March Madness is seeing that Dayton, Richmond, uh, the Virginia Florida, Commonwealth, Florida, Florida Gulf Coast. Florida Gulf Coast. Yeah. yeah. Those teams everybody are was cheering for those the guys. most oh, yeah, fun. Yeah. Like, that's what we tune in to see. Even if your team, like, KU loses, but they lose to a Cinderella team. Now you're going for that Cinderella team to win a national championship. Like I, I want to lose to the champs, damn exactly, it. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So that's what it's all about. Like, I, I agree. You know, March Madness, it, you know, like, like we all talked about. Christmas, March Madness, Super Bowl. One, two, three, in that order. But moving on, we, we got our other than football topics covered for the week. Now we've had a big, big week in the NFL in the offseason. The offseason frenzy has officially begun. You know, not not super big news, but Derek Carr gets signed to a four-year, $150 million deal by the Saints. You know, in my in my opinion, it's kind of overrated. But, you know, the Saints really needed a veteran quarterback. They're not in a spot to really go draft a quarterback in the draft. They can't trade up because they have no capital to trade with. So Derek Carr, I think, is the was really the only option for them. I thought that was a, their best option. Yeah. Here, what, what, what would you guys grade that? Would, are you giving them A, B, C on I, that? I, I, give, I give them a C because that was, in my opinion, their only option. Other than staying with famous Jameis, who was, you know, garbage <laughs> can, you know, overpaid trash can. 
let me let me uh, throw this out there. They 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 had a guy named Andy Dalton last year, right? Yeah, we've seen that guy. Older a few times. veteran, you know, kind of guy. Would you believe me when I say that Andy Dalton and Derek Carr have extremely similar stat lines and careers? Started off hot, great quarterbacks their first couple years. Aye, there you go, throw that word down, great again. Slowed down a lot. Has had mediocre success since then. Playoff wins. <laughs> you know? I mean, they're basically the same guy, except, uh, yeah, I agree. except Andy Dalton, you're paying like $10 million. And now Derek Carr, you're paying like thirty. But the reason why Derek Carr in this specific case is better than Andy Dalton is because Derek Carr's been playing. Andy Dalton's been sitting his Andy ass Dalton, on the bench. Andy Dalton played for the Saints all last year. All last year? Most a lot of he, games. He played a lot of the year. But he didn't play all year. And the no. year before that, he didn't play all year. I mean he played for the Cowboys. But he didn't play he didn't play all year. You're talking about Derek Carr, who also, just saying, happened to play against some of the better quarterbacks in the league. Man, for a C grading, you're you're fighting pretty hard there. For I'm just saying, I'm gonna fight for my C grade. C's get degrees, dude. And before any other news dropped, because we did just get news a few hours ago that the Panthers did officially trade up to the number one overall pick with the Chicago Bears. Cody, fill us in on that. Yeah. So what they got for this is obviously the big thing: number one to the Panthers. The Panthers give up the number nine this year. They're number 61 this year, the first round in 2024, second round in 2025. And what I think is one of the biggest pieces of this trade is DJ Moore, wide receiver. So essentially two first, two seconds, and DJ Moore for the number one overall pick. That's, that's as good as a first round pick, if you ask me. Shut up. <laughs> I, I don't, okay, no. So you D- both D- are laughing D- at me. DJ Moore, no, you both are laughing at me right now. DJ Moore is a physical specimen. Yeah, he's okay. fast, okay. good route runner, and the only reason he isn't a higher ranked wide receiver in the league is because he's had the likes of Sam Darnold and uh, an uh, aging Cam Newton and Baker Mayfield throwing him the ball the past couple years. That's all garbage. But him, he's worth a, a first round pick. Alone? Absolutely. DJ Moore is a physical specimen. Great. God, you're absolutely out of your freaking mind. So before that news dropped, Derek Carr, I would put the best quarterback in that division with the Saints. Because Atlanta, they're probably going to end up starting Desmond Ritter. Rookie, no one really knows what to expect. And and there's rumors they're going to be looking for a quarterback this year. Yeah. Uh, Carolina, before the trade, obviously they're going to draft a quarterback. Before the trade, their starting quarterback on roster right now is P.J. Walker or Sam Donald. Darnold. And then Tampa, they're in the mix of trying to get another quarterback. But on paper, as of now, their starting quarterback, their QB1 is Kyle Trask, who I really like. I, I wish someone else would have got him in the draft in 2021, I believe. But would you say out of the quarterbacks I just named, Derek Carr is the best out of those quarterbacks I just named in Absolutely. that division? Absolutely. He's proven. No, he's. I think we can all agree that he's not a Super Bowl quarterback. He's not a championship winning quarterback. But in that division, as it sits right now on paper, gives the Saints the best chance to win that division and at least get to the playoffs. In my personal opinion, it doesn't matter who gets drafted. Derek Carr will still be the best quarterback in that division. Uh, 
man, CJ Stroud's pretty gosh dang good, dude. I, I, don't, I don't care. I, I don't think he's still got to learn. No, no rookie is better than a vet right off the bat. Man, I mean, Derek Carr tends to turn the ball over quite a bit. So, so will the rookie though. So that that'll be interesting on how that all. Especially shakes if out. it's Bryce Young. God, I hope it's Bryce Young. Please, God. <laughs> Trade the number one overall pick, get up there and take Bryce Young so the Colts don't even have the chance to make a dumbass decision. Please, God, if there is, just help me out. Please, don't let the Colts even think about drafting Bryce Young and that bust of a quarterback. Are there, just like the the spies that you have for him, I want them to draft him so bad. Dude, I hate (laughs) Alabama quarterbacks, okay? Yeah, I mean, Jalen Hurts, yeah, okay. Where did he play his last year of ball? Oklahoma. Playing at Oklahoma gave him the ability to be a passer and be successful as a passer in the NFL. Tua, okay, yeah. He's he's okay. He's got a strong arm. He, th- he slings the ball. But other than that, outside of those two guys, who's the other Alabama quarterback what? in the league that's been successful? Bart Starr. Why don't we ask well, our guest? Namath. Why don't we, ask, why don't we let our guest talk about it? What do, I, what do you think? I, I don't have a real problem with Mac Jones. See, I like Mac Jones too. I, I like, I like him I'm too. Not saying, I'm not saying he that he's yeah. a Super Bowl quarterback, but there's nothing wrong with the way the kid plays ball. Yeah. Two, two years in, I think he's played great. God, there you go, man. You got to okay, chill out sorry. with the word "great." The, two years in, he's played pretty dang good. <laughs> I would, I would say good, not pretty dang good, but good. And he's great on his feet. He's good on his feet. He can God. scramble. But man, we, we got to change your vocabulary because your your use of the word great is just his you get a great you get a great his you get a great. scrambling abilities are above average. To who? To what? most pocket quarterbacks. I mean, I mean, we got Mahomes. I put him above average. Josh Allen above average. Joe Burrow above average. I think he's. I, 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 I think he's way he's, below all those guys. I wouldn't I just say named. he's. I well, first of all. Joe Burrow won't be scrambling a ton because of his knee injury, so that's not going to happen. I call bullshit. I think I think Mac Jones scrambles more than Joe Burrow. I think because he has to. Well, I, they, he better be because the Bengals paid like one hundred fifty million dollars just for that O line. Yeah, and it still wasn't that good. But anyway, back to our guest, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. Who do you got? C.J. Stroud. Yeah. Okay. Number one overall quarterback. Change my mind. But that's not who I like. Kid out of Kentucky? Nope. Okay, let, let's hear. Who do you like? Who I do you like? I already know who he's going to say. He's going to say Anthony Richardson oh from gosh. Florida. Let's oh go. Oh, my gosh. I like him. I, I did do. give him. I like him. That's another Josh Allen in the making. I guarantee it. He, I, last week on the podcast, we were going over the combine. I put him as a late second, third round talent. He's gonna now have, he, he's gonna go in the first round because there's so much quarterback need right now in the NFL. After watching him in the combine, I think now he's more of in talent range, early second round, late first round, but he's gonna go middle to early first because of the needs in the NFL right now. Okay, I I I, I wouldn't disagree, but he's he, I, I'm serious. He's got a learning curve. Yeah, he he's turned the ball things, over way too he's much. He's got things he's got to do. His technique is, is need to be developed. But the arm, the strength, the size, he's there. They just got to mold him a little bit. And that's exactly what they did with Josh Allen. And I remember everybody, oh, he can't do it. He can't do it. He came out second year out. Everybody's like, who is this guy? 
and he's turned out to be one of the best in the league. Just needed a year of development. He just needed somebody to take a little bit of time and develop him and help him mold into who he wanted to be. And I think that the same thing's going to happen with this Richardson kid. Since we're on this topic right now, before we get back into more NFL offseason news, um, first of all, other than age, why are people looking over Bennett? I think that, I think he played great every single year he's been at Georgia. Back-to-back national championship win, winner. Only thing bad about him is that he's 25. He's, it's not, I don't think it's really his age, but it's a maturity factor. He got a little bit of trouble, there, so there's some stuff there that we're not all seeing. Okay. And I've seen some other little cracks like that, but I wouldn't count him out just yet. I, uh, he's going to go because he's got some good skills. But it's about him learning to control himself. When we talk about maturity, you said the word maturity. Something else went completely through my mind other than actual behavior. Maturity in an athletic standpoint, you reach your peak at a certain time. And I think Bennett has reached his peak. I don't think he can get any better. Yeah. I, I, I think that. I think he's as good as he's going to get. So to draft him to be a franchise quarterback is, is really a risk. If you could get him like in the fourth or fifth round and he happens to turn out to give you a solid five, six years, great. But he he can't be a franchise quarterback because he can't progress. In my opinion, I think he's as good as he's going to get, and that's all. What, what you draft is what you get. He's not going to progress. He's not going to change his game, and he he's right there in front of your face. There, there's nothing more to him. What's that term they use? Upside? Yeah, there, there's not a big upside. There's yeah. not a big upside. Yeah. He, you, you, know, you know what you're getting. But there's a shallow floor. Or a- high floor yeah yeah i mean he doesn't really have a floor but he sure as hell doesn't have a high ceiling that he's gonna go to that you can see so far uh, i kind of agree with that yeah i i, with, I, with I the don't think so with the things that we were talking about is age a little bit you know where i don't really think that's the thing i think it's about physical maturity so one other one other person yeah. one other person i want to bring up that actually had a really good combine as well is uh tcu's Max Dugan. Dugan. Duggan. I think I think, I think he played fantastic this year. Heart. Speaking of heart, he had open heart surgery, then played a whole season and went to the national championship. Granted, it didn't end the way everybody Got really smoked. wanted. But he played great. Gave it his all every single play. I, in that game versus K-State in the Big 12 championship game, I don't think I've ever seen a player want a game and will a game more than he has. And... That to me, I'm looking at him in the draft for sure. Yeah, I mean, you can look at him in the draft, but he's definitely not going to be your starter coming out. I see him probably going to a team, maybe late fourth, fifth round, maybe. But he, I don't think he's ever going to see real time as a starter, and unless something crazy happens, like injuries, or he just happens to be the next man up, I, I don't think he's really going to get his true shot in the NFL. I don't, I, th- I see the arm talent there. I see the leg. A bunch ta- of people got arm talent. I see the leg talent there. The guy can scramble. The guy can move. He's a big body. I think that, I think he's like six, three, six, four, and he probably like two fifty. That's, a, like that's the smallest two fifty I've ever seen. Dude's a big guy. What? There was another quarterback with 
red hair that came from TCU. The Red Rocket. Andy Dalton? Andy Dalton. <laughs> That's exactly what I see with Max Duggan. Just someone that see, can give you I some fire. I see someone that can play ball, but he's not going to win you anything. Andy Dalton, his first couple of years in since he was great. He was. I felt real but, bad because when he got drafted, I said that he was going to be a Super Bowl quarterback, and he let me down. I was watching him the very first playoff game against Pittsburgh, and I was watching, and I seen him quit. And I said, he'll never win. He'll never win. There's not a quitting bone in Dugan's body, though. You saw that. I would have said the same thing about Andy Dalton until I seen him in that game. <laughs> Turns out when you're making millions, it's easy to kind of like, yeah, oh, uh, we don't really need to win this game. All right. Now that all that's cleared up, <laughs> let's get back onto the NFL news. I'm going to throw it back into Geno Smith just re-signed with Seattle. Oh, man. Three years, $75 million. What do you think about that? Well, at least it was only a three-year deal. Uh, I think that was just Seattle saying, look, we got this guy that can win games. We, I think, can all agree that he's not a championship-level quarterback. But I think, I think it's just Seattle saying, here's this guy, here's our comfort blanket, let's just at least put put a band-aid on our bleeding ship right now. I, I honestly I I get it. Gino had a great year. I st- I don't think he even plays three more years. I, I think he plays three more. If they if they can keep him protected, I think he'll play three years. He's but I just old. Yeah, Tom Brady was fucking old too. <laughs> Tom, Tom Brady never ran out of the pocket. I mean, you know, Geno Smith might not be running out of the pocket either. But uh you know, Geno Smith ugh. That's that's breadcrumbs. That's breadcrumbs to the quarterback <laughs> right, well, market. G- well, give us some give us some entree meals then. Well, the finish up that that line of thought though is Seattle was a media uh, a middle of the road team, right? And they just there was no other option really for them. Yeah, they, they didn't have the money. They, they can't they can't trade any. up. They can't go yeah. for anybody in free agency. And, and Geno Smith, not a championship quarterback, but. It, can win some games and keep the team at least 500 or maybe hopefully a little better and keep them on a path to at least winning games well at least and building too right mm-hmm. they just got, i just got to make sure they don't overbuild to the point that when they do get their champion that it's too late right kind of that bridge quarterback like you're gonna hold down the fort until we can find our next franchise quarterback yeah it's weird i see uh i i uh I feel like that sometimes when I think about my team. What a guy. <laughs> anyway, so you said my my thought was breadcrumbs. Give me an entree. Throw it at me. What do you got? So we just said, obviously, Gino Smith's not a franchise quarterback. A team that thinks they found their franchise quarterback. And I think they're just grasping onto the past. They're grasping on to the Eli Manning of, of Ghost of Future Past or whatever that is. Got the same forehead. Da- Danny Dimes <laughs> signs a four-year, $160 million contract, and that's not including the $35 million in incentives over those four years. I'm sorry. Danny Dimes, Danny Jones is not worth $160 million. He is not a $40 million a year quarterback in any sense of the, the term $40 million quarterback at all. They reached so hard. Hey, man, halfway through the year, they were calling Daniel Jones White Vic. Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> did he have Did he have 
you know, dog fights going on in his basement because I never heard that term. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So all of I think the most like capitalist capitalization that a uh, this team can get off of Daniel Jones is his nicknames: Danny Dimebags, Danny Dimes, White Vic. I think those are all worth money, but him, his play, not so much. But in the all seriousness, <laughs> I do think the Giants did it the right way. They put the tag on Saquon. They did it the only way. And they paid Danny. Now, what they should have done was take a, a page out of Baltimore's book. I like the way they did Lamar Jackson. We'll get to that in a little bit. Well, but I'm saying that's what they should have done with Jones as well. For sure. Like you said, he's not worth 160. He's not a 40 million dollar quarterback, and here's why: your boy's got some stats, and he loves to oh, share his go. stats. Here we go. So 2019, Danny Jones goes off for 3,027 yards, 24 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Not very good, but those 3,000 yards, okay. Lam- not Lamar Jackson. Saquon Barkley that same year goes off for 1,003 yards, six touchdowns. So 3,000 yards passing to 1,000 yards rushing. Pretty good passing year other than the interceptions. Pretty good rushing year. 2020, Saquon gets hurt. More pressure on Danny Dimes, on Danny Jones. 2,943 yards, 11 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Absolutely atrocious. How was that a franchise quarterback? Would you hire him to be a $40 million quarterback for your franchise, Pops? No. Nope. Cody? Okay, next year. No, no, I got more stats. 2021. Once again, Saquon gets hurt. Danny Jones goes off 2,428 yards. 10 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. Not very good. Okay, 2022, this past season. This is a pretty year. Who's all healthy? Saquon Barkley goes off for 1,300 yards, 10 touchdowns. Who else goes off? Danny Jones. 3,205 yards, 15 touchdowns, 5 interceptions. Danny Jones cannot do it himself. He has to have the run game to open up his pass game. He is not, God, I hate to say this, but the old man right here. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Josh Allen. He's not Joe Burrow. He cannot put the team on his shoulder and win the game with his arm alone. Okay, but so Mahomes and Josh Allen are the only two quarterbacks in the league right now that don't have a good running back. I mean, Joe, that are top quality. Joe Mick, Burrow has Joe Mixon. Mix, Mixon didn't do that Look, much on the ground this year. Wait a second now. There is nothing wrong with that duo of Joe Mixon and uh, P. Ryan. P. Ryan. No, 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 I don't. I'm not saying that. But they get. I'm not saying that. They definitely get run the ball what, what as Nate, effectively. What Nate's point was. What Nate's well, point was is, oh, this guy can't do it alone. No, no, no quarterback besides uh, Mahomes and Josh Allen have ever done it alone. And really, if you want to look at Mahomes this year. He had great talent come out of the backfield. Yeah. But not, not in the running Chanko game. did a good job. Not, he really not, did. Not really in the McKinnon, running game, though. McKinnon yeah. did a As great a, job. I mean, McKinnon he, was catching the ball out of the backfield. But Pacheco did a pretty good job of running. He had, I don't know the stat, but he had some pretty good yards. And once once they got rid of uh, Clyde Edwards-Lair, that whole backfield did extremely well. Yeah, he was he was an anchor, unfortunately. Not like oh, the good, not the good kind of anchor. He was a first-round draft pick. Garbage. Garbage. Probably one of the worst first-rounders. Anyway, Man, Demarcus but, Russell but, is pretty bad. Back to, no, no, I don't. <laughs> not that of bad. Course yeah. Not, yeah, of course not. Yeah, of course not. But going back to the point, no quarterback is going to be great without a rush game. No, none of them. 
don't know. I mean, not, oh, not, we forgot, we forgot not Aaron sustaining Rogers. for no. a long time. Aaron Rodgers had a couple good running backs. Yeah. But over the last few years, yeah. I mean, Aaron Jones, that's his running Aaron back, Jones. has kind of slowed down. Their running game has slowed down, and Aaron uh, Rodgers still trying to pass. He had a number two that was really good, too. Yeah. It, I don't, the only thing I remember about the other guys, the guy has, like, giant thighs. I can't remember his The time where we wish Brett was here. The, the, the worst running back that Aaron Rodgers had in a long time was Eddie Lacy. God, fat boy Eddie Lacy. And that's that's the worst <laughs> running back I can I, I know Rodgers has had, and that's it. So you can't say Aaron Rodgers. Can you name any other quarterback? Because Drew Brees has always had a decent running back. Reggie Bush, uh, right now Camara. That's old once school. again not really in the running. Philip Rivers, Philip Rivers, back when he was doing all of his stuff, had Ladanian Thomason, yeah. Eckler. It, it takes. It I, takes. God, you guys are you guys are putting me in a bad spot because I don't want to say this douchebag's name. What's the douchebag's name? Fucking Tom Brady. Tom Brady never really had a solid run. Game. He's a, he's always had, he's a, had a shadow, good, a shadow of a run game. Backs. Like never great. Like backs. the Chiefs had a shadow of a run game, but they used their passing game to open up their run game. And it's different when you're Danny Jones and you have to use your run game to open up your pass game. That is the point I'm trying to make. I'm not trying right, to make that right. he has to have a grade A all pro running back. No. You have Danny Jones has to have the run game to set up his pass game. The same way Tannehill has to have the run game with Derrick Henry to set up his pass game. Yeah, that that's gonna change his world. See, that's oh, yeah. a much better comparison right there. Tannehill and Danny Daniel Jones. Very, very close, I think, in skills and, and I don't know about stats because I don't have them in front of me, but I guarantee it's pretty close. Tannehill might not inter- uh, throw as many interceptions, actually. Hey, it, that whole ball club revolves around the Tennessee Titans, by the way. Yeah. Revolves around yeah. controlling the ball. Yeah. Don't turn it over. Let's hold the ball. But here, here's what I'll say, though. Here's what I'll say. Yes, I everything you said about the run game, Daniel Jones, but just watching Daniel Jones this year, granted, it was, hey, you have to make a splash or you're not going to get paid. There we go. Yeah. But he played really well. If you watch his throws this year to a receiving core that literally had absolutely no one, he looked good. I know they gave us the good guy. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. No all, kidding. All I'm saying is there's only one winner in this signing. I, I guess there's two winners. Danny Jones won in the I signing. Mean, he lost. He wanted he wanted six like forty five, sixty five million dollars. He, he, wanted, got, he, he wanted Mahomes money. Yeah, I, re- he, I read that article. Stop. Danny Jones won this because he's getting paid still way more than he's worth. And you yes. know who else won this? The Dallas Cowboys won this because now they get to go against Danny Jones for the next four years. <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys won this signing. Honestly, when uh, when Daniel Jones was drafted four years ago, I said. Thank goodness they'll be terrible for another decade. <laughs> so as much as I'm playing up how good I think Daniel Jones played last year, four years ago I called him terrible. <laughs> but I mean, he's really only played two decent years. The other years, just interception yeah. ridden, not a lot of not a lot of production. And well, really his rookie year wasn't even that great. With him and Saquon though, I think you hit the point, Cody. It was payday year. Oh yeah. yeah absolutely. Sa- Saquon, we all know, is more than capable of running the ball quite effectively and at and as catching out of the backfield. I think he's pretty solid. But what this signing for Danny Jones does to the NFL is it sets the market for that 
era of quarterback. So now we're looking Speaking at Lamar. of setting the market. What you got? I'm Lamar Jackson. Yeah, we're going into Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson gets the non-exclusive franchise tag from the Ravens at $32.5 million. Basically, what the non-exclusive tag does is it gives Lamar Jackson the ability to go talk to other teams. And if he is offered, it gives the Ravens a chance to match the offer or give him up in exchange for two first-round picks. This so was, how much how much does Washington give Lamar Jackson then? The, <laughs> uh, where's the name <laughs> Lamar Jackson, what I've heard that Lamar Jackson is wanting is a long-term deal upwards of $200 million. He's looking at 50-ish million dollars a year is what he's wanting. Look, Lamar Jackson is explosive. He's he's exciting to watch, but here's the thing. You cannot give Lamar Jackson a long-term deal worth a lot of money. And he wants it mostly guaranteed. Thanks a lot, Deshaun Watson, for fucking that all up for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> guaranteed money's bullshit. Yeah, no. It's no. Pay, 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 pay for play. performance. Yeah. yeah. So, so, okay. You obviously hate the long-term deal for Lamar Jackson. What if, you know, someone offered him huge money but it was like a three-year contract. Would you be more okay with that? Something like, so he you said $50 million. Let's say he gets three years, 150 Are you cool with that, or do you still hate that? I think for in Lamar Jackson's case, I think that's kind of in the realm that he's legitimately looking at. I don't think anybody in their right mind would give him anything longer than a four-year deal. I think at a four-year deal, you're probably going to look at 45 to 50 and then anything under four years, you're probably going to have to pay him a little bit more. But you can't commit to Lamar Jackson for a long-term deal, anything more than four years. Say why. You already knew what I was going to say. Yep. And here's why. Because your boy's got another table and some more stats for you. Lamar Jackson has only played technically a full season one time. 2018, his rookie year, played all 16 games. 58% completion percentage, six passing touchdowns, 1,200 passing yards, three interceptions. You know, whatever. But he rushed for a lot, 695 yards, five passing t- or five rushing touchdowns. 2019, didn't play his last game because they were already kind of sealed up in the <clears throat> playoffs. You know, really, in a second year, progressed as a passer. And we've seen that over the years, he's progressed as a passer. Uh, 2019, 66%. Completion percentage, 36 touchdowns. Pretty solid. 3,027 yards passing, only six interceptions. Very productive in the passing game. Uh, What's the other one? The other one what? His rushing yards? Yeah. Uh, 176 attempts for 1,200 rushing yards. Seven seven rushing touchdowns. That's what Lamar Jackson brings to the table. But that's also why you can't offer him a long-term contract. Exactly. What makes Lamar Jackson so good is his feet. Yep. In his years, he has 727 carries as a quarterback. That's 145 carries a season on average. You know what NFL stands for? For us as normal folks, we all know what NFL stands for. It stands for National Football League. But once you get to the NFL, especially as a quarterback like Lamar Jackson, NFL stands for not for long. <laughs> because quarterbacks like him don't last for long. So... What we, what we see, especially in the last two years, 20, 2021 and 2022, Lamar Jackson only played 12 games. He's been injured both years. Yes, he's put up decent numbers. 16 passing touchdowns and 17 passing touchdowns, respectfully, in 21 and 22. Uh, you know, mid-2,000 yards passing and about 700 yards rushing each year. But you cannot 
commit to Lamar Jackson in a long-term deal because of the brutality and the, the physical demand he's already taken. So knowing all that, why would Baltimore even try to hold on to him at all? Because he's still explosive. He still wins games. He still puts fans in the stands. He still makes money. And at the end of the day, that is what the NFL is. It's a business. It's about making money, and it's about putting asses in seats. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't want him on my team, so it's okay. Yeah, I mean, Lamar Jackson for the right price and the right term deal, I think would make any team instantly better for the most part. But he's just, he's not worth a long term commitment. Well, now you have to pay him at least thirty. You have to at least you, you have to pay him at least forty. 30. You have to pay him at least forty. Danny Jones got forty. You got to pay him at least yeah, that. It has to be at least that. At I, least. So okay, then let's let's say out of all those teams, cap room. You have to think about all this. Who would be willing to go get Lamar Jackson right now? Anybody? I don't. I don't think anybody is going to touch him for what he wants. I think. I think he's just going to eat this non-exclusive tag, and the Ravens are going to hold on to him. I would probably see the Ravens drafting a quarterback in the third or fourth round this year and then potentially kind of moving on from Lamar Jackson. If they, Even if they franchise tag him again next year, they're going to look to move from Lamar Jackson just because he's not a sustainable quarterback for the future of that franchise. I think that will happen, but not as soon as you're, you're calling it. I think it'll be two to three years down the road before they think about a re- drafting a replacement. No, they'll be looking. They're gonna they're gonna try and pinpoint somebody they want coming out but of college. I think so, but it won't it won't be like this year or next year. Thinking, I think they're gonna be looking down the road. Well, the problem is if they if they wait on down the road, Lamar Jackson might just say, "You're gonna franchise tag me. I'm gonna hold out. I'm not gonna play." Well, I because we've seen that before. What what's gonna happen is. Somebody's going to offer money. Right. It's not going to be what he wants. They're going to match it. He'll play. I don't, I don't think the Ravens will match it. I think I think the Ravens will let him go. If someone jumps up right now and gives Lamar Jackson an offer that he's thinking about accepting. Oh, I don't. I, I, think, I think the Ravens will be like, all right, go. We're going to take, your, we're going to take two first-round picks. I, I think they'll take the two first-round picks other than pay rounds. Lamar Jackson. 40, 40 of a year, they won't pay him. I don't think so. Wait a minute. Hold up now. Hold up. Have you heard what I've said about Washington at all? Yes. Okay. Huh? So, Washington, like I've said before, Snyder doesn't, he, he, he wants to sell the team. What better way to go out than picking up a quote-unquote franchise quarterback, Lamar Jackson... <laughs> you set a new quarterback market to screw over yeah, all the other owners. <laughs> if it works out, everybody's thinking, dang, this guy that just left actually saved the team. And he gets to ride off into the sunset with his billions of dollars. Looking like a genius. Looking like a genius. What a guy. What a what a what a perfect way for an arrogant asshole to ride off into the sunset. Wouldn't you agree? Or if it fails. He gets the last laugh, like, ha, fuck you guys. Exactly. <laughs> it's the perfect thing for Double-edged him. sword is like, dude, I can't lose. He can't. And so, if this happens, I'm going on record that I called it from the very beginning. I mean, they... That, that's crazy. I like it. They are sharp. The commanders are sharp. 
shopping, Carson Wentz. <laughs> oh, Which for, doesn't really mean anything. For what, a sack of potatoes? Hey, how, how good are those hey, potatoes? Indy could take them back. Nah, we don't want them. <laughs> Nah, we gotta we gotta, we can't even get rid of fucking Matt Ryan. We have until March seventeenth to drop him so we can save seventeen million against the cap, and he's still on the roster. Why? <laughs> Somebody from the Colts organization, please God, get your messages and tell me why he's still on the roster. I need to know. It's because they want him to start again, man. God, dude, I'm I might just sleep all football season <laughs> they, if that happens. See, they they actually don't want to draft a quarterback. They want to just play Matty Ice again. God, give me Sam Ellinger. It's Sammy time, okay? It should have been Sammy time all last year. God, I had to watch Matty Ice just throw I, picks. I did and hear turn to dust. how they were going to try and get in the, in the draft and 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 what do you mean, try pick get up in the draft? that kid from Kentucky. Ah, oh, fuck that guy. Over, <laughs> overrated bum. Dude, I, I watched him throw in the combine, and when he throws out to the left, he's got that short, low ball. It's just going to get tipped at the line so frequently. It just He's got great arm strength, but I've watched some of his tape from his time in college at, in Kentucky. He has no ability to feel pressure. And right now, the Colts' offensive line is in shambles. Our left tackle is absolutely atrocious. So to have a quarterback that's not athletic, like Matt Ryan, got sacked a lot. And now we have, I mean, yeah, Will Love is just moderately athletic, but he can't sense pressure. He's going to take a lot of sacks. And I don't know if you guys knew this. But he was sacked quite a bit in college. He's actually sacked the most out of every quarterback in this year's draft. Was sacked the most that, that's... in the last two years. So, no, I don't want him because he's already taken a lot of hits. So, with your line, like that's why uh, another reason why I thought your team might be shopping for a guy like Lamar Jackson, too. Because mobility. you have mobility. You have an offensive line that is a zone-blocking line. You have the tool, you have Taylor, you, you have a good number one, you don't agree, in Pittman. Yeah, not a true number one. But that you have all the assets around him, and all you need is a mobile quarterback that doesn't get sacked every play. Sounds like Lamar Jackson to me. Why would I go pay Lamar Jackson 40-ish to $50 million when I can draft a young quarterback? Because they're going to be gone by the time you get him. <laughs> Three quarterbacks? Three quarterbacks are going to be gone? Yeah. Okay. CJ Stroud, athletic, solid quarterback. Bryce Young, bust, gonna suck really bad in the NFL, they're in my opinion. Be gone. They're, exactly, they're both gonna be gone. But that third team Richardson. is not that third team unless someone trades up to that three slot. Richardson's still gonna be there. Richardson's a, a fourth round guy, third, fourth round guy. Did you? Do we have to rewind this and have you listen to what everything we just said earlier in this podcast? I don't want to look at the. Listen. Everybody will get over those combine stats here in about a couple weeks. Everybody just jumped them real high. No one, everybody forgot about the tape that he's put up at Florida. You know, getting his butt kicked by a twenty-five-year-old two years in a row. No one cares about the combine in the long run. I agree with that. The kid's still impressive. He's still got arm strength and he's got talent. And you know what? I'll take his talent over Will Levis any day. Change my mind. Okay, so we we've beat this quarterback offseason news like a dead horse that's a quarterback driven league let's, you have to let's jump into into some team some our team stuff yeah so I'm, I'm gonna start it off demolishing my team i'm gonna start it off <laughs> the so, cowboys have announced first of all they franchise tag tony pollard thank goodness i really wanted him so i'm kind of i'm awesome. a little surprised by that just because why 
why I'm surprised by that is how are you going to franchise tag basically a number two running back? Granted, I think we can. He's ag- a number one in the I, other I, team. Yeah, I, I think we can agree though. Tony Pollard is the true number one running back on that team. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But yeah, but they paid Zeke too much money. Exactly. And they can't get rid of him. Nope. No, no one's gonna no one's gonna touch. We Zeke. are stuck. <laughs> so yes, I agree with you. Tony Pollard is actually the number one. Zeke's yeah. more of a pass blocking, uh, try to get short yardage. Yeah, guy. for sure type of guy. And we can't get rid of him. So right. carry on. I don't know why I interrupted you. That's the franchise <laughs> tag. They just moved around some money, thirty million dollars with Dak and Zach Martin's contract. But the big news coming out of Dallas, Dalton Schultz will not go back to the Cowboys. He is going into free agency. They've already announced it. Thoughts on where he may go? Thoughts on how he is as a player? Anything like that? Tight end. Don't Schultz is a good tight end. Cody, look look at me when I say the word good. Not great, good. Can you say the word good? I don't even think he's that good. Wow. Don't Schultz is a good tight end. I like I like what our tight end room still has in it right now. The reason why don't Schultz, I, I wish they would have released the offer they made him. It wasn't good <laughs> because they don't have cap space. Before they do now. The, before they moved everything around, they were actually negative. Where's my notes here? No taste, no taste. I think no you taste. said earlier it was like negative twenty three million dollars. Negative eighteen. Eighteen million, according to Sport Track. So, yeah, that was before they moved all those contracts around and all that good stuff. So, they definitely didn't have the money to pay Schultz. Schultz, according to Sport Track, is estimated value about $15 million a year, which is... Easily in this market. Which is top tier. Travis Kelsey averages about $15 million. George Kittle averages about $15 million. I don't think he's that good. He's I would put pay. up numbers like them all these past couple years. I agree. But I would put him more just because I don't think he's as big and physical as George Kittle in the run game or Travis Kelsey in the run game. But he's a solid possession type receiver in the pass game. That's okay. why I would not give him 15. I'd look at him more like a 13, 13-ish million. 12, yeah. 12, yeah. So you're asking me, where, where do I think he will go? I can't tell you. I don't know Dalton Schultz in the way of a character. I don't know if he's looking for a ship. I don't know if he's looking for money. But I got answers for both of them. If he's looking for money, I think the best team that he can go to that could possibly give him his $15 million estimated worth per year, his big contract, and make a huge, a huge impact instantly is the Houston Texans. Oh, God. And why? Because the Houston Texans are going to take a quarterback at the number two overall pick in this draft. And what is a young quarterback's best friend in the NFL? A good tight end. They don't have a good tight end currently. Their tight end number one is Jordan Atkins. 37 receptions, 495 yards, five touchdowns last season. Who? That's disgusting. That's Who? disgusting. So, I think if he wants to make a... Our number three had that with good stats. <laughs> I think if he wants to get paid and be a huge impact on a team, obviously not to win championships right off the bat, Houston would a would be a good choice for him. Now, another place that he could go to that has the cap space, because Houston does have just under $40 million in cap space. Another team that he could go to who has cap space, who could be and has been a potential 
Super Bowl champion. The Bengals at $33 million in cap space. Their tight end one as of last year was Hayden Hurst. Guess what? He's a free agent this year. They're not going to re-sign him. After that, there was a guy that played two games last year. Yeah, scrub. After that, there was a guy that only had 200-some-odd yards and a second-year guy. Who? I don't freaking know. Some scrub. Dalton Schultz could easily walk into the Bengals, get his 15-ish million-dollar-a-year contract, and instantly be the number one tight end and make an impact and be in a championship contention team. I don't like that that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> Which one? The Bengals? Yeah. Bengals I don't like that. I don't like that because it, oh, ma- it makes it makes uh, Joe Burrow look that much better. I, I think those would be the two options best suited for Schultz. If he wants to get paid more, obviously I think he goes to the Houston Texans. If he wants to get paid a little less and be in a championship contention, I could really see him going to the Bengals. I think I think either one of those teams would be great suited. I think for him, I would really like to see him in the Bengals. I think he's a solid tight end. I think him being a tight end matched up with uh, Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon out of that backfield would make would just take that offense just slightly more over the top and make them a it little would, bit better competitors in the AFC. It would help him a lot. Yeah, he would. Wow, I, I didn't expect you to come. Come so prepared. I your boy blows. comes in hot. That blows though for my Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of your Chiefs, what what do you want them? What do you want them to do in free agency? Let's see. I I can give you their cap space because I know you it's don't 15. have fifteen. I think it's seventeen. After the Frank Clark release, it's seventeen point yeah. eight million. Seventeen. Speaking. Okay. Wait. Before you get on to that, Frank Clark's gone. How do you feel? I'm happy. Yeah. Never thought he was worth the money. He played big in the playoffs, but you got play. You got to get to the playoffs. Yeah, he was either hurt or he he was causing last second penalties. Well, he uh, <laughs> it was lackluster. Yeah, I mean he just he just wasn't that exciting to watch. He it seemed like he was getting manhandled a lot. Uh, there was rumors of him being ill. But you know, I mean, you still gotta, you know, still gotta put up some numbers. You still gotta play. I like that take. I like that take. Now, what do you want your team to do in free agency and or the draft? Free agency, sadly to say, we're not gonna do anything. I really don't think we will. At seventeen million, and I think we'll use that money to shore up some of your. Other contracts, yeah. Because you, gonna, gonna, you guys gonna, are going to let Orlando Brown go. You're not going to tag him again. I think it's already been released that they are not going to tag yeah, Orlando Brown. We're not tagging him. And, but here's the thing: I went and looked at uh, what they put out for the four next best that are available offensive tackles, and he's better than all four of them. Mm, I and disagree. the and the the guy that's next to him wants the same money, and he had. Uh, supposedly in his stats, he only had two sacks put against his record for Mahomes. The next guy up, coming out of uh, Seattle, he had six sacks against his, his record. So I mean, and he's and he was wanting nineteen million a year. That that's one thing that is so hard so, to find is and and keep is. Lineman talent, 
because there's such a huge drop-off from great to good. Just a huge drop-off. And like you just said, gave up two sacks, next best guy, gave up six. That's a huge difference, especially throughout the season. So, I think Orlando Brown's big, but you guys can't afford him, obviously. So, where does that leave you, then? Looking at the draft, we'll probably bring Andrew Wiley back, uh, probably for around $5 million. He's a good utility, solid ball player. He can play either side. Uh, there's a couple other guys like that, that that have been on the team throughout the years that they, they'll come in, they can bring them in for about that same kind of money. Uh, that's, and, that's how they're going to use their cap money. They're going to bring in people... Three to four million dollars, couple so, years. Some of those young guys, yeah. Maybe some of those older guys that kind of sure up that back end of the roster, right. And kind of hold that spot until they can get somebody developed through the draft or right. through practice team. Is McKinnon still on contract? McKinnon. Yeah, Jared McKinnon. Oh, uh, no, he's a. Uh, I think that's he's a, a free draft or, I'm sorry, uh, free agent. But I think they'll bring him back. That's, that's he what has I was good say. production. He's great coming out of the backfield as a as a changeup from uh, Pachenko. Yep. They're gonna let. They're gonna. They're gonna trade Edwards. They're gonna get something. hundred percent. I'm pretty sure they are. I don't that, know. How, I don't know how the much they'll get. I thought they I don't know how released much him. No, they. They did not release him. I, I've not heard any of uh, that. I thought I read somewhere that they already released him. Uh, it's it's not maybe, here on the update page okay. at all. There's maybe, nothing. Maybe I just read State. something they were talking about trading or talking they're, about. They're, they're, they're talking about trading. I, I don't know who's going to take him. He's he's just. So I mean, they'll, they'll take well, him he, for something. He's he would be a great number two coming out of the backfield for the pass. He's just not but a lead it, guy. It's not. He's not a number one draft pick. There's just he's not. The there's so guy many teams that, that already have that though. The biggest the biggest complaint I have when I watched Clyde Edwards-Lair is. On those fourth and twos or goal line work, he was always stopped in the backfield every single time. He's great scat back type guy. Other than that, he's not a number one guy. No. Any other things you want to see at the draft, though? Or free agents. Like I said, free agencies, I don't really think about that because I know that they're really not going to do anything there. Yeah. But out of the draft, we're going to have 10 picks. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of crazy. Because, like, three of those are those com- what are they, compository cons- something picks. Compensatory. Compensatory picks. picks. Yeah. Bullshit. So, you know, I wouldn't mind giving up three of those picks for one really good pick. You know? Yeah. I mean, get something that we need. And it doesn't have to be in the first round. It don't have to be in the second round. You, you, you do your homework. You can find good stat guys. That's that's what you got to do. Uh, Andy Reid's pretty good at finding those guys in the draft. Diamonds, diamond, yep. diamonds in the rough. Those diamonds in the rough. So what we absolutely have to have is a young killer to go on the line. As, a, they, as an edge rusher? Or well, are you talking way, about protecting the edge? No. We got to – we offense, we're going to do what we got to do. We're going to have enough – veterans and enough club players to fill those gaps. It won't be a Linda Brown. It won't be one of those other guys, but we're going to have somebody that will step in there and do an adequate job 
But the thing of it is, is we've got to build up our defense. We've got to have somebody go with Chris Jones, whether it's right next to him or on the outside to go opposite of Karloftis. Yeah, I can see that. For uh, sure. You need some backup up front so that you can help out those youngish, not rookies anymore, but those youngish defensive backs for sure. And they played great late in the season. But if you continuously have no rush against the quarterback, those guys can't hold up. So right. to help them out, I agree with you. They need some Gotta defensive get some pressure. Line. You can't say that because the Chiefs had the second most sacks this season, by the way. That That is a crazy stat. Yeah. That is a very crazy stat. I remember for, you telling me that. Feeling like we had no edge rush, that was a crazy stat. Second, just, second most stats to the Philadelphia Eagles. Third to the Cowboys. <laughs> and, but... Uh, that's where I think we really need need our main first focus is either the edge rusher or a defensive tackle. And then um, we need another wide receiver. Yeah, There's a, kid a, true, like. a true number one. Even with the, the addition of Tony? Now, I, I like Tony. Okay? And, the, the, and I still think there's a lot of upside with him. I really do. I think it's a very possible he could become a number one. But Still got to kind of wait and see. We got Scanling. He's he's got some good skills. Garbage. But <laughs> I, but there's a guy that got released today. That's on the upper end of his. Of I his, got a feeling. Oh no 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 no! no. <laughs> I would love to see him Gosh. come to the Chiefs. You can't pay him enough. Nothing could make me more. He's not going to get top money. He ain't going to get top money, but you can't pay him enough. At at seventeen million in cap. I, and you got to sign now, all your veteran like, minimum. Now wait a second. Now we've got something with the possibility that he ain't had a ship, Super Bowl. Okay, we, I, I agree. We've, but he we've ain't got, got he ain't got to take got, change. We've got. No, I agree with that. But we've got the ride for him to get somewhere late in his career that he still has time that he could really put forth and get something. It does fit the emo of the Chiefs, though. Getting wide receivers kind of on the back end of their career. Like, hey, you know, come over here. I'll give you a taste. Like, hey, little kid, you want some candy? <laughs> no. Considering the fact that I really like Adam Thielen. I got it. I would really hate I would to see him go to the Chiefs. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I would. I would. Ah, uh, God. Now. Might have to hate him after that. Now, there's a kid coming out of Tennessee I would love to see. Hooker? I think, huh? Or not Hooker, Hayden. Hyatt. 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 I would love to see him come to the Chiefs. He he has the right makeup, the right build that he would fit right in. I think, and I don't know, would he be a number one? I, I don't know. But he's got he's got the skills with with the way Mahomes shares the ball around. We don't really need a number one. We just need somebody to catch the ball. You just need a 2A and 2B. There you go. I'd rather have two great 2A and Bs than one number one, and then everybody, you know, that's all we use. That's what happened when we had Tyreek. Yeah, he's not number one. And we let him go, and all of a sudden, he passes for more yards than he ever did. Yeah. It's because the way the Chiefs run their offense. And I'm going to go on a slight tangent. Because the Chiefs' offense are doesn't revolve around a player so much as it does revolve around personnel. Their personnel revolves around 
a single wide receiver that is fast enough to stretch the defense lengthwise down the field, get the safeties, get the corners going backwards. And then that opens up the middle of the field for Travis Kelsey to be a short crosser, whether it's going to be underneath or over the top of the linebackers. If he goes over the top of the linebackers, you got Pachenko, your McKissick underneath the linebackers for your check down. If he's underneath the linebackers, you got the wheel route to McKissick on the outside, the same side as your deep threat. The Chiefs offense is built around personnel, not a person. That's why I'm very specific about who I'm telling you I'd like to see him go get. The problem I is, know they would fit in this system. Isn't McCall Hardman gone? Yeah. yeah. He'll be gone. No so big the, deal. The pro- McCall Hardman wrong. sucks. Wrong. He does, he's not a great route runner, but what he did was he was the guy this year to stretch that defense. No. And now they're not going to have that no, no, unless they draft complete, that guy. You you're completely got, forgetting about Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah, he, he's not McCall Hardman fast. He's not the one that stretched our scantling was. Scantling does not stretch the field depth. Yeah. I yeah. mean, no, he, he's the guy He's got, He's got. the guy that runs the deep cross after McCall Hardman's already cleared that back no. safety. Well, McCall Hardman didn't play that much this year. He was injured a lot yeah. of the year. Was he? Yeah. Yes. It, here's the thing. In, the only thing MVS is stretching is those skid marks all over his doo-doo shorts because that's all he is, is hot doo-doo. Just a hot skid the mark only on the person, the only, the, let's, let's be honest. All the wide receivers for that team weren't that great. Granted, Juju did okay until they picked up Kadarius Tony, And Kadarius Tony in the future is going to be the stretch guy. He's fast, great route runner, physical catcher. That's their guy. I agree with all that. I, I do. In fact, when they picked him up, I said the Giants were stupid, mm-hmm. and the Chiefs just got their new Tyree kill. That's exactly what I said. I'm not going to rebuttal that because I have no idea who this Kadarius Tony guy is. <laughs> we got him from the Giants. <laughs> Turned out. Nothing. Turned out. Nothing. I just got filled in by that. For nothing. Nothing whatsoever. So, we're getting late. We got off on a tangent. We're going to move on to my team. I've heard enough about the Chiefs. I'm tired of it. I can only but take we, so I can only take so much. Barely got started. I'm, I'm gonna it, mute, I'm gonna mute you, okay? Okay. It's okay. We can we can take a nap right now yeah, while he's t- talking about his take team. A, take a nap because I'm actually gonna talk about specific things other than well this and that. So anyways the Colts, thirteen million dollar left in cap. Obviously they can't be super aggressive in free agency with only thirteen million dollars of cap. Unless they release Matty Ice, which we've already t- touched about, which would free up about $17 million in cap, $18 million in cap. But with $13 million as of now, they could potentially go after a speedy receiver. Because I would like them to have a receiver that could stretch the field. Especially if we get a young quarterback that can throw the ball down the field. C.J. Stroud. Or Anthony Richardson. It'd be great. So, two wide receivers i like them to look at that are on free agency. D.J. Chark. And Robbie Anderson, that Robbie Anderson, who was just released a couple days ago. If we do not go after a receiver, we need a new offensive tackle. Our left tackle is terrible, absolutely dog shit. I'll give you Tyrone Orlando Brown. I'll give you Tyrone Smith. That's weird. His name is right here on my sheet. As much crap as I, as much crap as I gave Orlando Brown, he he would be an okay tackle in the Colts system because we can still run the ball right behind him. He's a great run blocker. He still just lacks the ability and the finesse to be a great pass blocker, in my opinion. But a guy that I would want more at that tackle, who was also just released this year by Tampa Bay, or just this week by Tampa Bay, is Donovan Smith. 
That was the guy that his stats were just below Orlando Browns. <laughs> but anyway, little stat for you that you like. Oh, I love stats. Orlando Brown turned down $139 million for six years. Yeah. Good luck signing him with 13 16, 13, yeah. <laughs> That's why I like Donovan Smith. He's a little bit older. Might be able to take a little bit of pay cat. Like, hey, come play for our shitty-ass team. But we're rebuilding. Let's go help help a brother out. So, But if they drop Matt Ryan, they would have enough money, right? They could potentially. Me, personally, I would rather have Donovan Smith. But 19.7. Well, they're at 13. And then if they dropped Matty Guys, they would get another 18 towards the cap. That they could pick up players, and then their free agency is over. So you're you're, you're but, done talking about this, right? So me, me, you just used all your money. Me personally, me personally, I would rather draft a tackle and then and then sign DJ Chark or Robbie Anderson. I don't think they're going to do either one of them. I think they're just going to pocket the money to, to kind of sure up some of these back back into the contracts. Like I was telling yeah. you, on the Chiefs, yeah. because at 13 million as of now, it's just not enough to be aggressive. I don't think you could get DJ Chark for veteran minimum, but I think you might possibly I, I think get we, Robbie Anderson for veteran Robbie Anderson. minimum for sure. But I, and like he I said, still has something left in the tank. It's just the Cardinals were terrible last year, and after he got traded away from Carolina, I don't think he ever thought he was going to make an impact on that team. So Robbie Anderson's a guy you could probably get pretty cheap. Yeah, but what do I know? What do I know about football? It's just my opinion. Is it? Are you done? Is uh, that, is that everything done. you wanted? I'm done. I don't. I don't have to go on full ten minute tangents oh, about, about Chiefs and stuff. So now we get to talk about my team. I thought we were talking no, about. No, your no, team. I didn't talk about what I wanted. I just asked you guys questions about who who was getting released and all that. God, I thought we were done. <laughs> so, Jesus. so obviously, you brought up a guy I really want, Tennessee's wide receiver Hyatt. Would love to pick him up in the draft. Fantastic wide receiver. We need a true number one. Mm-hmm. I want one. CD is not. Don't look at me like yeah. that. CD is not a true CD's number one. Number, who, CD is that what you're saying is a number one? Well, they gave away everything else oh, to yeah, say he was. We what? we saw how that worked what? out for us. We gave up our best wide receiver for a fourth round pick. That was real yeah, fun. That was kind of weird. Um, yeah, but Hyatt, love that. Uh, a guy I really wanted at. The guard position just got hurt in the combine, so I don't want him anymore. Voorhees, Voorhees. Voorhees tore his ACL on a stupid drill that shouldn't even be ran by uh, a lineman. So well, now, what do you mean? That's futures. Pick uh, him up cheap. Well, yeah. now he ain't got a future. <laughs> sure. In that case, sure, now, does it sure, now you just let him go to undrafted. undrafted free agency and you pick him up and you let them put him on his practice squad. Doctors take care of him, but other than that. I really would love my team to just trade back, trade out of the first round, get another second round, maybe a second round next year, and just get out of the first round. I don't think there's much talent for us there. Whereas what what we pick could, do they have in the first round? 26. I mean, by that time, by that time, the best wide receivers are gone. Uh, Their linemen, why don't maybe. You, why don't you sure up your offensive line? It's getting old. Uh, because right now we have Tyler Smith and Terrence Steele on the outside, so that's two youngish tackles. Our guards aren't that old. I mean, Zach Martin is getting later on. We could. That's why I wanted to get Voorhees, but he's gone now. Our center's young, and our left tackle is young. Voorhees so. wasn't going to be there at 26 anyways. Not Well, I saw a bunch of mock simulations that had him there. So, anyway, 
other than that, I'd rather trade out, look for a wide receiver and free agency doing that. Another big thing, Jalen Ramsey is on the trade block. I would love to go pick him up for you something. Guys don't need that. Look, look at J- Ramsey and Diggs on either side. Sounds amazing to me. Darius Slay is out there too. I would well, love that. Putting more money into your defense is worthless at this point. If your offense can't win you games, yeah. the way your defense is playing, putting more money into your defense is not going to change that. I was going to say, there's nothing wrong with your defense. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with our defense. So either. why why so invest more money? Better. So why invest more money into your defense? You need to invest more money into your offense and figure out what the fuck is wrong there. Well, there's some, there's different theories on why the offense sucks. Well, you got a new OC, so we'll uh, see how that works out. For well, you. it's not really technically a new OC. It's basically just Mike McCarthy running the ship now. Well, you know, I'm happy work, about work, that. By the way, there. by the way. You guys might have differing opinions about this, but I'm completely satisfied in Kellen Moore leaving. Oh yeah, really? Yeah, he's, I, I'm excited to see him out there with Hubert. Though. He's he's in the perfect spot for the way he likes to call plays. I think he's in a great position. He the way he likes to call games did not suit the personnel for no, the Cowboys at all. No, okay. Dak's not the guy that's going to throw 30, 40 passes a game and be successful. Now, Herbert might be with he that can. team. Yeah. And the scat back in the back, Eckler, could be very successful at the backfield, unlike Zeke. So, I agree with that. But Kellen Moore for the Cowboys was not great. So, And I would also like to either trade or drop Zeke. And then that's all I got. Well, I, got, I don't got anything else. You know, Colts, please God, just draft a quarterback, not Levis. Final words? Final words, guest. Old man, Pops. Pops. Chiefs, go Chiefs. Oh, we could have done that. (laughs) Well, there you have it. Another week of the Party Card Sports Podcast. That's Cody. I'm Nate. Thanks to our guest, the old man Pops. We'll see you next week. It's been a great time. You guys keep the party going out there. We'll keep the party going on in here. Let's ride. Let's ride.